a universal credit card allowed access to its owner's total wealth. Banks stored information. All hard currency was in general circulation. Past the dais and the door it fronted were four rooms, a small storage chamber, a bathroom, a kitchen dining area, and a bedroom. Mother Mastiff studied the arrangement for several minutes, then set about clearing the storage room. Ancient and long unsold items were shoveled out onto the floor, together with cleaning equipment, clothing, canned goods, and other items. Somehow she would find room for them elsewhere. Propped up against the far wall was a sturdy old cot. She touched a button on its side and the device sprang to life, skittering about as it arranged itself on springy legs. Further excavation revealed a bag of support oil, which she plugged into the mattress. It was full and warm in minutes. Finally, she covered the cot with a thin, thermosensitive blanket. "'This'll be your room,' she told him. "'Tis no palace, but tis yours.' I know the importance of having something ye can call your own. Ye can fix up this bower however ye like. The boy eyed her as if she had just bestowed all the treasures of Terra on him. Thank you, mother, he said softly. It's wonderful. I sell things, she said, turning away from that radiant face. She gestured toward the storeroom out front. The things ye saw on our way in. I guessed that. Do you make much money? Now ye sound like the government agent back there at the platform. She smiled to show him she was teasing. I get by. I'd much like to have a larger place than this, but at this point in my life... She leaned her cane up against her bed as she strolled into the larger room. It seems not likely I ever will. It does not bother me. I've had a good, full life, and I'm content. You'll soon discover that my growls and barks are mostly show, though not always... She patted him on the head and pointed toward the compact kitchen. "'Would you like something hot to drink before we retire?' "'Yes, very much.' Carefully he took off his slicker tick, which was dry by then. He hung it on a wall hook in his bedroom. "'We'll have to get ye some new clothes,' she commented, watching him from the kitchen. "'These are okay.' "'Maybe they are for ye, but they're not for me.' She pinched her nose by way of explanation. "'Oh!' I understand. Now what would you like to drink? His face brightened once again. Tea. What kinds of tea do you have? What kinds of tea do you like? All kinds. Then I'll choose you one. She found the cylinder and depressed the main switch on its side as she filled it with water from the tap. Then she searched her store of foodstuffs. This is Anar Black, she told him, all the way from Orion Pine. Quite a journey for dead leaves to make. I think tis milder than Anar White, which comes from the same world but grows further down the mountainsides. I have some local honey, if you like your drink sweet. Expensive it is. Moth's flowers are scarce, save where they're grown in hothouses. This world belongs to the fungi and the trees. The bees, poor things, have a hard time of it, even those who've grown woolly coats thick enough to keep the damp and cold out. If honey's too thick for ye, I've other sweeteners. Hearing no reply, she turned to find him lying still on the floor, a tawny, curled-up smudge of red hair and dirty old clothes. His hands were bunched beneath his cheek, cushioning his head. She shook her head and pushed the cylinder's off button. The pot sighed and ceased boiling. 
Bending, she got her wiry arms beneath him and lifted. Somehow she wrestled him onto the cot without waking him. Her hands pulled the thermal blanket up to his chin. It was programmed and would warm him quickly. She stood there a while, amazed at how much pleasure could be gained from so simple an activity as watching a child sleep. Then, still wondering what had come over her, she left him and made her way across to her own room, slowly removing her clothes as she walked. Before long, the last light in the rear of the little shop winked out, joining its neighbors in nightfall. Then there was only the light wind and the hiss of moisture evaporating from warm walls to break the silence of the mist-shrouded dark.